Live from Miami, Florida, the foodie presents WTF. Where's the food? Oh, it feels good to be back. What's going on? It is Nick, and welcome to season two, episode number nine of WTF Where's the Food? Can you believe we are in December? It's crazy. Well, thank you guys for joining me, and I hope you guys had a great holiday Thanksgiving with your friends and family and ate a lot. I know I'm I'm still full. So thank you guys again for listening. WTF Where's the Food presented by the Halal Guys is back. We are live, and then we're going to take another break for the holidays, for the Christmas season, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Of course, you can follow me, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at TheFoodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And, of course, the website, TheFoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And you can listen to full episodes of WCF Words of Food presented by the Halal Guys on the website as well. But if that's not your thing, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and so much more, you can listen on there as well. If you do listen to WTF Words of Food presented by the Halal Guys on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review on there. Now, before we jump into today's episode, uh, 12 Days of Christmas giveaway happening right now on the website and on Instagram. Over $1,000 in prizes, over 12 days, um, a new item every weekday until December 18th. It's my way of uh, saying thank you for listening to WTF Words of Food and, of course, for following me on Instagram throughout the year. Make sure you sign up. Some great prizes on there and uh, many more to come and and uh, I look forward to a great new year with all of you. Now let's jump into episode number nine. Going to be talking to Chef Georgie Ramos from Barley. You know Barley in Miami and the soon to be open Abi Maria, the bar that he's opening, which is going to be epic. Now a lot of people uh, have not even heard Georgie's story um, and how he got into the restaurant business and became a chef. We're going to break it down, talk about all that, plus his restaurant, Barley, located in downtown Dayland. Plus, like I said, he's opening up a bar, Abby Maria, in downtown Dayland. It's going to be epic. We'll talk about all that and so much more on this week's episode. Plus, we can't forget food news and, of course, the food porn of the week. So are you ready to kick off a new episode of WCF Words Food presented by the Halal Guys? Let's do it right now with my conversation with Chef Georgie Ramos from Barley. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Sorry for making you wait. No, man, you're all good. I mean, we're we're a relaxed show. Yeah, we're a relaxed show. Well, I'm here now, so I'm excited about this. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna talk a little bit, kind of like about your story, how you kind of became a chef. Okay. Then we'll get into like barley and what's coming up next, all the great stuff, all the fun stuff, all the fun stuff, and maybe we'll give some hints out all your new stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So first of all, you are um, born and raised Miami, right? Born and raised in Miami, Uh, Mercy Hospital. Mercy Hospital. Yeah. so. So. you know, I hate to say this. Are you like the real 305, you know? Listen, I'm as 305, <laughs> I think, as they come. Um, <laughs> I left for a little bit for college, but came Where'd right you go? back in. I went to North Carolina. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I played baseball up there, and I came back and You know, here. I didn't see you as a baseball player. I kind of yeah. see you like a football player. Kind well, of I, was at, I was about half the size before <laughs> I started cooking, so. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how'd you kind of end up, like, becoming a chef? You played baseball. You did all this stuff. So my, well, my story... Um, a lot of people say I should say my story a little bit more. My story is different from most people. I want to hear the story. That's yeah, what we're it's, here for. It's, it's got a lot of ups and downs and trials and tribulations. Definitely but we're, we're here now, so like we like to say everything in life happens for a reason, uh-huh. and, and, um, and this is it, hopefully. What, what were you studying in, in college? Um, I was in business management. Okay. Um, I got some money from playing baseball um, when, I was, or when I was young, 2021. I started a company with my father, mm-hmm. um, real estate construction. Okay. Buying, flipping houses, um, building little by little. 
um, became developers doing commercial developments. Um, to make a long story short, I like to tell people by the time I was 24, I probably had four or $5 million in the bank account. Wow. By the time I was 28, I was homeless. Wow. And it wasn't because I did anything wrong. Um, I was very, very good about my money. I drove the same car I had in college and high school. So it wasn't one of those things is we got into a big developments and we got our CO the month after the banks collapsed and we couldn't sell anything. So wow. we had to turn everything back to the bank, lose That's everything. Crazy. So it was a crazy story. Um, See, I didn't even know that. Like, Yeah, yeah. So it was a, I never set out to be a chef, never set out to be in the restaurant business. Did you cook at the time? Like, or you I just cooked. dabbled in it, you know what I mean? Growing up, my father was an amazing cook. Uh-huh. Um, people would invite us to the house so he could cook for them. So I always saw the passion behind it. Uh-huh. Um, he taught me a little bit when I went away to college. And very early on, I realized that women love a man who could cook. So <laughs> I practiced and I cooked and I cooked um, to impress the ladies. <laughs> Do you have, like, your, you said your dad was a cook, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or a good cook. Yeah. What was, like, do you have a favorite childhood memory of, like, one dish oh, that man. really stands out in your head? I couldn't pick one out. Um, do you try to incorporate some of the stuff that he taught you? In yeah, your look, absolutely. Today? It's, if, if you ever come to our restaurants, you'll see our favorite profiles for very different from most because it's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's my grandmother and my, and my father. Um, he, he would always switch it up so often. He was one of those things he liked to experiment and have fun. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say there was one night go-to dish um, he ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother, on the hand, we like, grew up eating croquetas. Croquetas. Yeah, so that was, that was like, the, I think, the iconic Ramos family. So, so you kind of did, you were construction, you lost all the money, and yeah. then you decided to go into the restaurant business. Well, I didn't, yeah, no, I, I don't think I decided. I think it was just one of those things that happened. Okay. Um, like I said, we lost everything we had. My parents lost everything they had. Um, so it was a fight and a hustle to try to figure something out. Um. We had an old partner who had a building from here in Miramar. Okay. And he had a unit that was vacant for a while. He was like, listen, why don't we go ahead and turn it into a restaurant? Like, I know your dad likes to cook. And we were like, Psh. Why not? At this yeah, point. let's do it. It's, I mean, it is. Like, what, what can we do to survive? Yeah. Um, what was the restaurant? Well, it never happened. Oh, it never happened. We got started in the city of Miramar with impact fees was just so expensive. That was one of those things that it was, it was okay. we just couldn't do it. But we got the itch. You got the itch. So then, the itch. then what'd you do? Hustled, like I said. Um, <laughs> at that time, I remember it was, it was like 10, 12 years ago. 12 years ago? About 10 years ago, actually. Um, yeah, exactly 10 years ago. CC's Pizzas were like popular, and we were like, oh, we're going to do a CC's Pizza. We'll do like a franchise, like not a franchise, just like a bu- pizza buffet kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah. We had no idea what we were doing. So we started looking. We found a pizza oven for sale in West Palm Beach. Okay. Um, and it was a CC's Pizza oven. So we're like, oh, we'll go ahead. We'll take a drive up there, and what's the trip worth? Yeah. Um, showed up. It was a gentleman who had three CC's pizzas, and I guess he got upset with them, and he decided not to open up the fourth one. Okay. And he had the entire restaurant in his garage, brand new. Wow. Like, still wrapped in for plastic. For sale, too. For sale. And he was like, listen, why don't you guys just take it off? I'm like, like how, how much? <laughs> I remember he took like 16000 I was like, the oven alone's worth like forty five, fifty thousand, 50000 brand You're new. Like, it's a good deal. I had $2,000. I'm like, here's a deposit. I'll be back in three days. I'll figure it out. Yeah. So the whole trip home, I was calling every one of my friends, <laughs> family, listen, let me borrow $100. Yeah. Uh, mom, sell whatever jewelry you have. Sell the Rolex. Sell, the, like, sell whatever we can. Yeah. And we came up with the money in two days. Oh, wow. So we drove right up. We got to the truck, picked it all up. On the way down, we called CeCe's Pizza, the franchisees. Yeah. And said, hey, is anybody opening up uh, CeCe's Pizza in Miami? So we got a whole kid, a whole restaurant yeah. for pretty cheap. <laughs> and they told us on the way down, believe it or not, we stopped at the franchise that was being built Oh, up. you did? And we, and we sold it. So it never, it never even made it home. Wow. 
Yeah, so then we got that money. Um, and again, as, as, uh, when I was younger, I was away at school. And then when I came home, I was, I, I was always had a girlfriend, so I was never with, like the party type and go crazy. Um, the old big hooligan spot okay. was available for rent. I had never been, but I always heard about it. Uh-huh. So I was like, this is going to be an awesome location. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's do it. I guess Sports I got, bar. Yeah, sports bar. Chicken wings, burgers, yeah. how the fuck it could it be, right? We went ahead. We got a friend who invested with us, opened it up, um, and we decided to name it The Joint. The Joint. Without knowing the history of <laughs> the, the Joint. The, of <laughs> the Joint yeah. at Hooligans and what it was and what it was and like how bad it had gotten. So it probably wasn't the, the greatest name. Um, it was also a 6,000-square-foot restaurant. Huge. Um, and we had never even worked in a restaurant. I was never a busboy, a dishwasher, nothing. nothing. Um, I knew how to drink. I knew how to eat. And, yeah, same and thing. I, knew I, people, so I, I can't figured, do a restaurant. I mean, as much as I know, I still can't do it. Yeah, but it was a school of hard knocks, and we did great. Um, I didn't start cooking really. Like, on, on Mondays, I'd have some friends come over. I'd pop up a bottle of wine. I'd have fun. Um, the last six months were open is when I really started jumping in the kitchen. I fell in love with it. And we had a customer um, who we call us like my guardian angel right now. He'd come in with his family every Sunday mm. and be like, hey, cook me something. And I'd go back there and cook with him. Not on, even on the menu. Not on the menu. Just have fun. You know, watch the Dolphins game, yeah. drink a beer, cook some food for him on Sundays. After about a year of that, or actually about six months of that, he was like, listen, what do you need to get out of here? And I was like, Psh. like, <laughs> he didn't look like he had money. He looked like a very like nonchalant, everyday kind of person, normal guy. Uh-huh. And after a few months of him being this, I'm not joking with you. I'm serious. I was like, this is going to be really serious. Like, I mean, I a couple hundred thousand to find a spot. And he was like, okay, I got you. Just make sure it's close to here. Make sure I have a table whenever I'm, I'm in there. Wow. So it was like, again, it was one of those shows. Like, are you sure about this? Like, how? Like, yeah. I don't want to. So then we started looking um, with his approval, obviously, and we found. What may have been, if we thought the joint was a bad location, <laughs> the worst location in the history of locations. I know, the, the first barley. The first barley. Yeah, which was in the Metropolis uh, condominiums mm-hmm. in between the two buildings next to the Valet without one public parking spot, yeah. without any visibility or foot traffic. But that's what he wanted. He wanted close to home, and like I said, we'd, we'd hustle, we'll figure it out, we'll make it work. Yeah, I mean, he was the investor, essentially. Yeah, so, so I was like... We actually tried to get into downtown Dayton and I had like five meetings before. with them before this, yeah. Um, but they just kept telling me no, 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 no. Okay. No. So, so, you, so you went to the, the first Barley, yeah. I know, I mean, just from history on Twitter and all that. Yeah. Hella issues. Hell of issues. I mean, I remember um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a nightmare, but it was, it was a fun nightmare. Um, but it's a, te- it's, a, it's a lesson in a sense. It's a lesson in life. Look, I, I, it's... I, we went into uh, an area, like I said, where beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we, we picked a location, um, and we did amazing. I mean, we had hour and a half waits every day of the week mm-hmm. for the first year we were open. We didn't know the building had gotten condemned by the city for structural issues, which is a brand new building. It's a beautiful building. Mm-hmm. So we found out about a year in. Um, by that point, you're a year into the restaurant. A year signed. in. Exactly. We're there. Um, like I said, luckily, we're, like, unlike most restaurants, we were successful day one, so... They pretty much took off our hoods. So we had to turn to a sandwich shop for six months. Um, How was, was that just, experience, by the way? Why, um, why sandwiches? Just fast? Because and, we couldn't cook. We couldn't use okay. our hoods. So like we could braise during the day and like make our meats. So, but like as far as using the gas and grill yeah. at nights, we couldn't do it because we, couldn't, we didn't have any smoke. Gotcha. The smoke couldn't get out anywhere. Gotcha. So it was one of those things that's... You got to do what you got to do, bro. Do that. Do sushi. Like what we were going to do. Like, uh-huh. And I wanted to do a sandwich shop really, okay. really badly. 
little did I know how difficult sandwich <laughs> shops are and how much more work they are than, uh, than a full-blown restaurant. Um, putting together 20 sandwiches at a time is not the easiest thing no. in the world. So, And like, different sandwiches, too. I mean. And different. I mean, and we didn't have that big of a menu, but it was like five or six sandwiches, maybe. Yeah. But um, I remember being blown away about, which is crazy, but it's how much, so much more work it was <laughs> than, than what we were normally doing. So then, yeah, like we said, we kept having issues with the building. Um, the building's AC systems or water towers mm-hmm. were getting clogged, and they weren't clogging them for us. So it was like 85 degrees in there every night. So at that point, you're just like, I need to get out. Somewhere. At that point, we're trying to figure out. I remember on, our last day was Valentine's Day, and uh, the sewer system from the building flooded out the whole restaurant. I was wow. like, you know what? That's it. On Monday morning, we came in, and we, we emptied everything out. Wow. Lucky by that point, downtown Dayton had already reached out to us, and we made a deal. So. Cool. So, and, the, and the rest is history. The rest is history. Never been happier downtown. And like I said, every, it there. Yeah, everything in life happens for a reason, and, and we couldn't be any happier. Were, would you consider maybe opening a different location of the sandwich shop, like a separate? So we talk about it a lot. We we, we have, I mean, it's everybody's kind of like side, <laughs> like plan. It's yeah. come up with some kind of fast casual. We yeah. can turn into a franchise and grow. And we have a couple of different, different options we've been working on. Um. I don't know if I do bargain which I, I mean it, it's it was amazing it was really really good, um, but like I said it was it's on it's on the the shelf or whenever you want it's on the shelf it's on the shelf. Well, the good thing is that what we're doing now with Abby Maria, which is the barber opening up, mm-hmm. um, we're actually using that as a little test kitchen for different oh, nice. fast casual concepts. So that will definitely pop up in that in that kitchen sooner than later. Nice, um, and we'll try it out. That's what we figured. Like every day that passes, we learn and we and we get better. So maybe we've learned a lot more. Yeah, now for mm-hmm. someone who might be listening hasn't gone to Barley yet, yeah. Barley, what would you? How would you describe Barley to them? Oh, Barley is so many things, man. It's um, amazing. My customers think I'm crazy because <laughs> I change the menu so often. Um, the best way to describe Barley is we're we're a contemporary American restaurant with heavy, heavy Latin influences. Um, small plates, a really lively atmosphere. I like it to be fun. I'm one of those guys, like, I want it, I want it dark. I want the music out. I like mm-hmm. old school hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, I like some, like, you no know, Spanish jazz, Latin jazz. So, I like, we change it up. But I, want it to be a, I want it to be a fun environment. Um, and I love the fact that we blow people away with the food. Like, it's one of those things that they're, they're, they walk in, like, it's kind of odd. It's more of a bar, but no, we're, we're definitely a, a restaurant. restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love shocking people with that. What's your, what's your favorite thing on the menu right now? Oh, right now. That's a good question. Man. <laughs> so my customers ask me that all the time. I'm like, I'm the, I'm the wrong person to ask. Which well, sounds you, so crazy. You like, it's, yeah. you got to treat it like I, you know, chefs are always like, each one is my baby. So yeah. how can I pick one? Um, I like, I love the crudos. Like I love, like even though it doesn't make sense, uh, <laughs> I love, I love all the raw dishes we got going on. Uh, tiraditos, aguachiles, um, the shrimp ceviche. Um, I love oysters. So right now, like we're going through a really big like renaissance as far as in Barty, as far as doing that. I have like, raw like very light very nice. fresh dishes so i think right now that's probably my favorite part of the and menu. you go to that and then you know you won swine yeah. and wine in 2017 and then we hit burger, you with the pork, burger yeah. bash on 2018 yeah bro and croquettes and champagne too you are reason. so are you going for the repeat next year you know what you know what's, i am 100 percent um we don't have a burger on our menu at barty we have one but it's a secret menu item okay now i know um, yeah so if you guys come it's not gonna be in the menu you gotta ask for it because what happens is everybody wants a burger yeah. and i get it because everybody loves burgers but yeah. it's hard to so we, we need to keep it kind of like you know <laughs> here and there and we'll do limited amounts um so so yeah we're going back for 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 burger bash again um you already know what you're gonna make i mean it's too far out i'm just have, you might know you know we need to know by next week you do? Um, yeah, in the next like the next ten days, wow. we need to give them an answer. 
Um, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Um, I keep telling people we're gonna go ahead one day and just make a bunch of burgers and get a bunch of beers and have friends <laughs> come by um, and try everything out. Um, but I really have no idea what I'm gonna make for any of the the, the competitions and events that we're doing. Well, let's let's talk about the bar for a little bit. Abi yeah. Maria. It's in downtown Dayland. It's in downtown Dayland. Dayland I, needs a, mall, a bar so I, I desperately. I saw it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I cannot wait Thank for you. it to open its doors. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a throwback to my family, my mom and my grandmother. Um, so her name's Abby, which is my mom's nickname for the grandkids, mm-hmm. and then Maria is my grandmother. Nice. And we're doing a 1930s, 40s Havana, Havana. Oh, nice. So rum base, more rum base. It's or? it's gonna be it's gonna be very prohibition era. Okay. So we're gonna have rum, but. We, we want the vibe to kind of be like I said, 1920s, 30s prohibition era where a lot of Americans were going to Cuba, going to the casinos, going to like the bars and the mm-hmm. restaurants. So we're, 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 and with all our research, we're seeing how, how Cuba really did influence a lot of the classic cocktails we have now that many people don't even know. Yeah. Because nobody was writing books in Cuba about yeah, them. So it's people, all word of mouth. Kind it of was thing. all word of mouth. And so many people came to Cuba and saw it and it changed one other thing and wrote a book and put it in a book. And they're like, oh, we invented this cocktail, but no, it was actually invented in Havana <laughs> in 1915. Um, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna have we're gonna have like a 1920s menu, 1930s, 40s, nice. and then we're gonna do our own little take on some classic Havana rum cocktails with a nice. twist on them. So nice, I like it, love it, cannot wait. Now I ask this question to everybody who comes in. It's kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. When if you were to leave Barley tonight mm-hmm. and you find a lottery ticket worth 10 million dollars, what's the mm-hmm. first thing you do? I'd probably hire ten cooks. Ten cooks and pay them a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would definitely. Listen, I, I love what I do. Um, it's one of those things that I'm so much happier now, even though I'm working probably twenty times more, more. than I ever did. Um, I'm so much happier now than I was when I had the four or five million dollars in the bank and I was wow. doing the real estate construction because it's something I'm doing. I'm creating. And and self taught. You love it. And self taught. Passionate about it. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's, and I love being able to hang out with people and see people's reactions and. You know, it's it's one of those things that I'm at the restaurant always, not because I have to, because I have an amazing staff, but because I want to be. Yeah. Um, which my girlfriend isn't too happy about, but <laughs> I like being there. So, what's what are some Miami restaurants or spots you like to hit on your off? <sighs> if, you, off if you time. get some off time. Yeah, I don't go out as much as I should, um, and I get hammered for that now. Because I think <laughs> again, I'm always at the restaurant, even though I don't have to be. Um, I love Beaker and Gray. I love Ariete. Um, I'm really, really, really proud of Beltran and what he's doing with as far as like Cuban food and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and really elevating it. Um, I scoot over the ghee whenever I can next door. Um, if, if I were to be like really, really honest, I'm very much, I've turned into, I guess, when it comes to food, I'm very simple. Okay. Like, I don't need to go out and have a crazy, like, luxurious, like, you like meal. Like, simple, good like, so, food. Yeah, I'm a cocktail, like, <laughs> snob. Okay. Food I eat just as long as it's good and solid and, and there. I try to stay in mom and pop shops. I try to stay away from the chains and the corporate mm-hmm. restaurants, stuff like that, and people trying to trying to hustle and trying to make it on their own. But, but yeah, I would say Beaker and Gray, Ariete, Macalina, obviously I love um, whenever. Pub Buddy has always been my favorite restaurant. Um, so, like, if I'm ever in the beach, if I'm not Pub Buddy, it's going to be very – because I think, I, I think they inspired me more than anybody to be honest with you. Yeah, he's crushing. I think he's eight or nine years into the game. Yeah, now. no. So I think definitely Pub Buddy's probably my my number one restaurant in Miami. So what? So you got the you, Barley's running like a machine right now. You got the bar on the way. Mm-hmm. What else is coming up for you? We have one more. We have a little surprise Another coming. We one. haven't really announced it yet. Um, you have an Instagram account though. I, so I just you know I have about forty Instagram <laughs> accounts. Okay. 
<laughs> every time you come up with a name and a concept, I'm like, let me, yeah, I'm sorry, let me start an Instagram account, <laughs> which I'm running into a problem now because, like I said, I got a new You're phone this morning. Out of numbers. Yeah, no, well, I can't get an Instagram. I, can, like, I can't. I try to find my, my passwords, and it keeps pulling me to another Instagram page except for the one I want. I'm like, come on. So I just send Instagram an email now. Um, we're working on a really amazing concept um, in Coral Gables. Okay. It's going to be a rooftop oh, nice. um, on Geraldo. More bar tapas kind of style or like um, a full restaurant? So I, I really, it's going to be a full restaurant. It's going to be, we're going to have an outdoor bar, an indoor bar. Nice. About 4,500 square foot rooftop patio. Oh, nice. Um, the restaurant itself isn't that big, but we're doing a really, really beautiful covered patio. Nice. And like I said, we have an outdoor bar and indoor bar. Um, we've been going back and forth on the concept and what we're going to do. We just found the spot we found out with it. And it's one of those things that you can't, can't say no to it. Um, we always go back to food. So even though I think the common sense would be like, let's make it more of a bar. We're going to do a really, we're going to, we're going to go food and bar as the number two thing. And we really want to do something special. We have, we're a year away, so we have time. Nice. Um, but we're really going to sit there and work on it and, and, and try to really go above and beyond and, and make and, it right. And make it right and make it something that's very memorable and, and something that really hopefully changes Coral Gables the way. I mean, the way Barty's changed Dayland and Kendall um, yeah. is what we're, we're shooting for. So, Well, George, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate no, it. Tell you, people, when, when you do figure out your Instagram, tell people how you, they can follow you. Yeah, so you can hit us up at the Barty <laughs> MIA, um, Bar Abbe Maria. Um, and come by. You said you can sit. I'm there all the time. We'll have a drink together. You can't miss him. He looks yeah. like a bodyguard, football player. Yeah, I'll be there with the apron, party with dirty apron, <laughs> walking around the restaurant making a fool of myself. So we're screaming at somebody, I'm sure. So. A big thank you to Chef Georgie Ramos from Barley and Abu Maria for coming on the show. What an amazing story. And um, see where he's at now. It's truly amazing. Now, make sure you check out the restaurant, Barley. And the bar in downtown Dayland. The bar, Abby Maria. The restaurant, Barley. Both in downtown Dayland. We got more on the way of this episode of WTF Words of Food. Food news and food porn, of course. Coming up right after these messages from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's Nick here from my friends over at Bass Note Sangria. Now, you know, when I'm looking for the perfect sangria to entertain, my go-to is always Bass Note Sangria. This award-winning sangria is made from California wine fruit juice, fruit puree, and natural extracts. Now the flavors, they're even better. There's a light and refreshing peach tarragon, the smooth and complex cherry lime almond, and the bold and robust blackberry sage. Now Bass Note was the most awarded sangria of 2017, receiving 12 awards for quality and taste, including the best-in-class honors at the San Francisco Chronicle International Wine Competition. Now, I know, you're wondering, where can you pick up Bass Note Sangria? Well, they're available at many Total Wine locations in Florida, and if you're not near one of those locations, you can order online right now at BassNoteSangria.com. That's B-A-S-S-N-O-N-T-S-A-N-G-R-I-A.com, and use the offer code FOODIE18, F-O-O-D-E-18, for free shipping on three bottles or more. I love me some Bass Note Sangria. I promise you, you're going to love it too. And I also got to tell you guys about my friends over at the Hala Guys. Now, if you haven't heard by now, New York's most famous street food has come to Miami. The world famous Hala Guys is now open in South Miami. Here's the address. 5966 South Dixie Highway. If you want to go there and enjoy the world famous chicken and beef euro platter, or sandwich, you can't forget about their famous white and red sauces either. It's all about the sauce. Now, the more white sauce, the better. And if you like spicy like me, the hot sauce is fire. 
Now you've seen your friends post about it. You've seen me post about it. The Halal Guys on Instagram. Well, now you can enjoy this deliciousness for yourself at the new Halal Guys in South Miami, 5966 South Dixie Highway. Go for lunch or go for dinner and tell them that the foodie sent you. And for my people in Brickle, the Halal Guys is coming to your neighborhood in just a few weeks at the new 1010 Brickle building on 10th. And also, Halak guys in South Miami getting wings. These things are amazing. You're going to want to try them. I'll let you know when they're released, but they're coming real soon. I just posted a photo on Instagram so you can see what these things are, and they look amazing. Shout out to Halak guys. Make sure you check them out. Go for dinner. Go for lunch. Go for snack time. It doesn't matter. Tell them that Nick the Foodie sent you. Make sure you enjoy some Halak guys. Back to WTF Wars Food. Now let's jump into some food news. Buffalo Wild Wings, or B-Dubs, has launched a Buffalo Tender Stacked Burger. This burger is stacked with spicy chicken, blue cheese crumbles, dressing, lettuce, tomato, and onion. And you know what? It's only available for a limited time. Domino's is now selling a cheeseburger pizza. It features tomato sauce, mozzarella cheese, double portion of ground beef, sliced tomatoes, pickles, and chopped onions. It's topped off with a drizzle of Domino's secret burger sauce. The sad news is that it's only available in the UK for now. McDonald's has brought back the holiday pie for the holiday season. If you've never had the holiday pie before, it's basically the same shell used for the apple pie, but it's filled with vanilla custard, glazed with sugar, and topped with rainbow sprinkles. Taco Bell has a new item they're testing called the Trip Lupa, which is basically three chalupas held together by a special three-in-one chalupa. Now, all the ingredients are the same, beef, three-cheese blend, lettuce, tomatoes, but the sauces in each one is different. One in the chalupa is topped with chipotle sauce, the other with nacho cheese sauce, and the middle has a mix of both. Now, they're testing this in California right now and hope to launch it nationwide next year. Now, you know Arby's is all about the meats, right? Well, now they have a new menu item called the Arbinator. Now, the Arbinator is a roast beef sandwich topped with curly fries, cheddar sauce, Arby sauce, and horseradish sauce. Now, these sandwiches are available right now until December 23rd. Walmart now has a limited edition breakfast biscuit pizza. It has a biscuit-like dough. It's topped with bacon crumbs, Monterey Jack cheese sauce, and scrambled eggs. And it is a limited edition pie, part of Walmart's market sideline of pizzas. And on top of this epic pizza, there's a Philly cheesesteak pizza, Fiesta chicken pizza, and a chicken bacon ranch flatbread. Burger King has released a dessert that will make the holiday season even sweeter. The new Oreo cookie peppermint shake is now available, and it blends vanilla soft serve Oreo cookie pieces and peppermint syrup and topped with whipped cream. You can get it now through the end of the year. Applebee's has a new drink of the month, all in the spirit of the holidays. The Dollar Joy is the December drink of the month. At Applebee's, the Dollar Joy is a vodka-based cocktail made with Jolly Rancher mix and comes in green apple or cherry flavor. Each drink is served with an actual side of Jolly Rancher hard candy and is $1 at all participating locations. Food Porn of the Week. And this week, the Food Porn of the Week comes to us from SoFlow Foodie. That is S-O-F-L-O-F-O-O-O-D-I-E. So Flow Foodie. That is Foodie with three eyes, And they posted the pizza waffle fries from New York Grilled Cheese Company in Boca, Florida. I can tell you, this is what dreams are made of. It's like my dream come true. Waffle fries with tomato sauce, cheese, the dream. I mean, for me personally, what would make this the extra dream is a little pepperoni on it. And that's it. But as it is, it looks amazing. It looks delicious. It is epic. You can see it for yourself. I just posted it on Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Of course, if you do see some food porn that you think I should highlight on an episode, make sure to tag me on Instagram. 
And that's it. That's going to wrap up episode number nine. A big thank you to Chef Georgie Ramos for joining me on the show. Make sure to check out his restaurant, Barley, in downtown Dayland, and the new bar opening really soon, Abby Maria. Also, don't forget, 12 days of Christmas giveaways going on right now on Instagram, at the Foodie, and the website, thefoodie.com. Your chance to win over $1,000 in prizes, lots of great products, one new giveaway a day for the next 12 weekdays. you got to check it out. Some really great stuff. Of course, you can listen to WTF Wars Food presented by the Halal Guys wherever you listen to podcasts and including the website, thefoodie.com as well, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen and subscribe and download, WTF Wars Food is there for you. Of course, you can follow me, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at thefoodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, if you do listen to WTF Wars Food on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review on there as well. Thank you guys once again for listening to WTF Words of Food presented by the Halal Guys. My name is Nick, and always remember to hashtag never stop eating. Guys.